Welcome to PD Insider, the podcast edition. In each episode, we bring you conversations with experts in the law firm professional development community so that you can stay current on industry trends, topics, and innovations. In this episode, PLI's Craig Miller speaks with Andrea Colby of Pro Se LLC, who sits down for a frank and illuminating conversation about attorney mental health. Andrea opens up about her struggle with depression early in her career as a litigator and how her experience has informed her advocacy for mental health awareness. Andrea shares her insights and advice for professional development teams looking to make attorney wellness a priority within their firms. Welcome. We're pleased to have you join us. It's my pleasure to be here. Attorney wellness has emerged as a key concern for professional development teams, heightened by dramatic stories like the July 2017 report in the New York Times of the Wilson-Sonsini partner who died of drug addiction while dialed into a conference call for work. In April 2019, the death at age 56 of the managing partner of Baker and McKenzie while on leave for exhaustion was reported. Besides these horrible high-profile stories, there is the 2016 study by the Hazelton Betty Ford Foundation, commissioned by the ABA and published in the Journal of Addiction Medicine, revealing substantial and widespread levels of problem drinking and other behavioral health problems in the U.S. legal profession. The study concluded that the disorders occurred at a higher rate in law than in other professions. Andrea, at the time of the Hazelton study, the president of the ABA said, Research demonstrates how the pressures felt by many lawyers manifest in health risks. What can you say about that? Um, We need to work actively to remove the stigma that surrounds these issues. Um, The Hazelden study found that not only were these conditions occurring at at a higher rate among attorneys than among the general population, but a higher proportion of individuals who have them do not seek help because they are afraid. They're afraid of the stigma that's attached to them. So that's interesting. They don't seek help at higher rates than the general population. That's correct. So there are unique factors in the environment that impact attorneys? Absolutely. We are in an inherently stressful profession. Um, Our clients, we are serving our clients and as such, we, we need to be as strong, as resilient, and as perfect in our advice as we can possibly be. And that puts a great deal of stress on us from external issues. Uh, we also, as attorneys, we strive for excellence. And so we have internal pressures on ourselves as well. well so, but now that there is awareness of the issue in the profession, and right now it's, it certainly is high profile, and on a, on a number of the PD Insider interviews we've conducted in recent months, uh, the professional development uh, teams have mentioned this to us as a focus of their work. Uh, but what can the professional development team do? Oh, there's an enormous amount that the professional development t- team can do. Um, there, there is a uh, pledge that the ABA has, has requested firms and companies and law departments take um, in supporting the mental well-being of our attorneys. 
Um, there are two aspects of that. One is to, to recognize that there is an issue. And the second is to support getting help, support our attorneys to make sure that they, they take care of themselves and that we take care of them. We have an, a huge investment in young attorneys and new attorneys, and we need to help them reach their full potential without distraction from from these kinds of conditions and know that they they can deal with them and that it's in a way it's like breaking a foot um it's a it's a health condition and it's something that can be addressed so we need to help them do that now pd professionals can help in several ways um we can bring in uh programs that help people understand uh what these conditions are, how to recognize them. Um, there's a, uh, a course called Mental Health First Aid that is very helpful in, in assisting people not only to recognize it in themselves, but to recognize it in their colleagues and their friends. And they can, they can then uh, know how to get them to, to seek help. And if we remove that stigma that's attached to it, there should not be an issue about helping people get help and PD professionals can help that in that way too. So it, the stigma plays a big role. Absolutely, yes. In people being afraid to come forward and to admit that they're having a problem or even having the skill set to recognize that they're having a problem? Yes, um, very often uh, people can become depressed, for example, in a very slow and subtle way. And it progresses in a very slow and subtle way until finally they can fall off the cliff. Um, and they may not even realize it. And their closest family and friends, unless they know the symptoms to look for, they may not understand either. So yeah, so it, it helps to have colleagues who are keeping an eye on each other. We talk a little bit about environmental factors. I mean, there, there must be ways and strategies to help manage the stress that is associated with the profession. Yes, that's absolutely true. Um, and there are two ways. If we look at it from an internal standpoint and from an external standpoint, um, from an internal standpoint, we can let our attorneys know that they can take care of themselves. It's, it's important. So we need to take care of ourselves um, and be mindful of how we're feeling. Uh, we also, um, it, it can be very helpful, and this is, again, where PD professionals can be very helpful, in helping us as lawyers learn how to manage better. Um, when I went to law school, and I think now, we still don't have a course in how to be a partner and manage people in our, in our teams. Um, and so what happens is that sometimes people uh, start to work and we don't know as attorneys, we haven't learned how to give effective feedback in, in an effective way, um, in a timely way. And so many young attorneys don't get feedback, good feedback, and especially not bad feedback, feedback that's going to be helpful for them um, to improve. And the more we learn about management skills, the better it's going to be for the attorneys who work in our in our departments and our firms, um, because then they will be developing professionally, and their managers, their partners, will be helping them get there. 
um, as I said before, we have a huge investment in everybody who comes through the door. And we want to make sure that they reach their full potential <clears throat> and get to where they need to go. And it's better for them. And it's most, most importantly, it's better for the firm. I think that's a terrific point and one that might not be so obvious in that uh, the professional development team really within their core of their mission uh, to help lawyers become better managers and to mm -hmm. become better people managers, mm -hmm. particularly, and that may actually have an impact on this particular issue. As absolutely, yes. Yes, if people know how they're doing and they know what they need to do in order to improve and they know when they've done something well, then they're going to be less stressed. Um, you know, it's, it's hard enough when you have a court-imposed deadline, but when you have a court-imposed deadline and then you feel like you're not being appreciated or you're working all night long um, and then nobody thanks you or says you did a good job, that makes it more stressful to get that, to get that done. There's a lot of talk about the lawyer personality and, uh, and, um, and I know that you are actually qualified as a Myers-Briggs uh, certified practitioner. So that gives you some uh, insight into personality type. Mm -hmm. uh, and what is it about the lawyer personality? I mean, obviously a lot of, you know, uh, a lot of elements of the lawyer personality are, are very good and very important, the striving for success. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, but is it sometimes a two-edged sword? Uh, that things that benefit them in their role also are the things that can, you know, pose traps on their on their personal side. Oh, absolutely, yes. We, um, as attorneys, um, in order to become a lawyer, you have have delayed your gratification for many years in order to put yourself through college, through law school, passing the bar exam, working hard as an associate or as a young uh, attorney in a corporation. Um, we're tested every single day and we love challenges. We want to do a great job and many of us are perfectionists. We really, we really try very hard and we put a great deal of pressure on ourselves. So um, not only do we have the um, stress of, of being as invulnerable as possible um, for our clients and to represent our clients, you know, we want to, you know, be, appear as strong as possible when we go to court for them, when we go to a transactional uh, negotiation for them. Um, however, we also have great expectations of ourselves. And so what happens is if we don't feel that we met those expectations, that can be very stressful for us. Um, also, there are different personality types. Some people are more um, uh, their bent is toward litigation, some toward transactional work, some toward mediation or client counseling. And so we, we have to find our way into what's best for us, where our skills and talents lie, um, as well as getting help from our PD professionals, especially, who can recognize, you know, oh, that person would be really great in the corporate area. Um, they're in litigation now, but maybe they should, they should take a right turn and, and go somewhere else. And then they'll be able to be as happy as possible using the skills and capabilities that they have. So that's interesting too, so that the members of the PD team could play a role, a role in influencing some of those decisions. Yes. Uh, by recognizing uh, some of the 
uh, the areas of strength for particular lawyers and uh, rather than someone who doesn't uh, you know, want to be a litigator or the stress of litigation might be overbearing to them who might be happier in some different kind of role, uh, you know, that they can help them see that and maybe talk about options with them. Does yes. that make sense? Oh, absolutely, yes, yes. PD professionals can recognize that mm -hmm. and they can help and coach and, um, and to hear it from a PD professional may be a little bit um, uh, more acceptable to an attorney and, and they may take it in better than if a partner came to them and said, hey, you know, we think you ought to be in this other place. The other thing to keep in mind is that um, PD professionals can help partners and, and um, uh, managers and corporation and corporate law departments understand that we may have diversities in in ways of thinking about things and ways of looking at things um, because different people have different personality types. Um, you know, you may want somebody who is really good at looking at details and facts to do document discovery and, and, and interrogatories and, and that sort of aspects of litigation, but maybe they're not the person to cross-examine somebody uh, but that doesn't mean that they can't be really good and appreciated for what they can do. And you need all of those aspects um, in your team. So that's interesting. So just because someone may not be best suited for one role, they may be very, very strong in something else. Yes. And it's important to identify those traits. The firms have already made investments in recruitment and training mm -hmm. and mm -hmm. bringing these people on board. And now they need to invest in their success in that sort of way. Absolutely. Uh, in thinking about what the PD professional uh, can do, uh, you've talked about uh, cultivating something called uh, detached involvement. Could you talk a little bit about that? Oh, sure. For example, if you have to give bad news to a client, that can be very stressful. And if, you, if you're afraid of it and you don't know how to do it, it, it makes it even more stressful and it's stressful for you and the client because the client needs to know this information. Um, and so a PD professional can help in terms of helping the uh, attorney understand the concept of detached involvement, which which is more of a therapeutical coaching term, but it involves being empathetic with your client, but not getting emotionally tied up in, um, in the situation with the client. So, you know, we call it jumping into the box. So um, you don't wanna jump into the box. And so if you look at it that way, you can be empathetic with them and say, look, um, I understand this is, this is difficult news to take, However, here are some options for how we can deal with it. Because then you are, you are detached enough to be able to care about them, but care enough to be able to uh, step back and give them advice that they need to hear um, and a plan for going forward. Um, and PDs, PD professionals can help coach attorneys in, in practicing with that. You can do role playing, you can do any number of um, you know, practices, letting them know that they can, they can just write what they wanna say and make sure that, that the script follows, that the, the conversation follows that script. Great, that's great. Uh, so is it fair to say that your involvement in the, in the field is based upon your personal experience of coping with depression? Uh, you know, while practicing law. And uh, can you talk about the, some of the strategies and skills that you learned and developed 
uh, as, as a result of that? Oh, sure. Yes. Yeah. So about 35 years ago when I was, uh, when I was a young associate at a law firm, um, we were working incredibly long hours. I was billing hundreds of hours a month. Um, I, I really lost touch with many of my friends and support system uh, because I was at work all the time. Um, I wasn't eating very well. I was not exercising. Um, and um, I, I began feeling sad a lot of the time. And um, uh, so there, there was a lot of pressure, um, both personally and professionally. But professionally, it was, it, it was tough. I, I had felt like I had to prove myself every day. Um, very often, you know, you worked very long hours, but it was totally unappreciated and you only heard, because you never heard anything good. <laughs> you know, um, you only heard when something didn't work the way the partner you wanted to. Not to drop it, you know, yeah. the research shows that the most valuable uh, feedback that one can provide is the positive feedback in the moment. That people take that on and respond to that more than anything else. Even negative feedback in the moment is, is not as impactful as giving that positive reward in, in that moment. Right, yes, because people need to know what they're doing right and so they can keep doing it. Because um, that's what you want. You want them to do the right thing all the time and motivate them to do that and let them know that you're grateful for it. Um, so I, I very slowly started to experience um, sleeplessness, um, lack of appetite, um, just feeling down all the time. Uh, and I didn't, but I didn't realize that I was sliding into clinical depression. I thought that this was something that um, I just felt down, you know. Um, and it was finally my mother, who had known me all my life and knew that things were a little bit different, who said to me, you know, you don't seem like yourself. I think you need to talk to somebody. And she got me the name of, um, of a therapist, and I, and I went. I couldn't tell anybody. I never put in um, insurance claims for it because I was afraid that, um, you know, here I was. I was one of three female attorneys in a 50-attorney firm, and I had to prove myself every day, and I was afraid that if, if they ever found out that this would be the end of my career. So for fear of the stigma, you yes. wouldn't even, you didn't seek reimbursement that That's you right. could have had for medical expense. That's exactly right, yeah. Um, I was very fortunate. It, this was before, you know, and again, just to give some context, this was before um, Prozac and some of these other SSRI medications had been developed, had been uh, well, they were developed, but they weren't on the market yet. Um, so there wasn't really a good um, medical treatment at the time. Um, and that's significant in two ways. One was that there weren't a lot of medical treatments that were available. Second, um, once Prozac and these other SSRIs came on the market, people started looking at depression as a health condition, a medical condition, rather than a mental condi condition. And so... Um, so the stigma was even worse than it, it is now. It's bad, but it's not as bad as it was then. Um, I was very fortunate that I was given visualization exercises and um, some strategies to, to deal with this. So, um, so over the years, I mean, thank God I, I got better. Um, I was able to learn how to be mindful of my own uh, mental condition and my own feeling. Um, and you know, have their 
Have there been times when I've had challenges? Yes, but I never uh, slipped back down to the depths that I was in at that time um, because I get physical exercise, I meditate, I practice gratitude every day. Um, I also um, uh, I also am mindful and I, I keep a watch on how I'm feeling. Um, I try to do the things that, that are um, healthy for me and keep me balanced. Um, and one of the things that, that I'm very grateful for is the opportunity to let people know that this is not something that, that is um, fatal to your career. I, I, this was 35 years ago and I practiced for another 32 years after this happened. Well, so you were able to really find the strength and the skills and the strategies uh, that, were, that took you forward. Uh, mm -hmm. That's a very interesting point about the, the stigma might be somewhat reduced at this point because now that it's seen as a chemical imbalance or something, so there's less of a maybe blame or uh, attached to it right. as a personal right. failure. So that, uh, that that's a fascinating point. Uh, any any predictions about uh, how in the sort of in the near term uh, and maybe even in the longer term how the profession uh, will be addressing these kinds of of issues that uh, you know right now seem to be so top of mind, but I'm not sure yet that uh, how to how to handle them has has really clarified. Well, the good news is that the ABA is so supportive of looking at attorney wellness and well-being in such a broad and holistic way. Um, the pledge, the, the well-being pledge that they are um, asking people to sign um, really looks at how we can educate people so that they, they're not afraid of, of this kind of, of issue anymore. Um, it, it, it's, and what's especially gratifying is that there are many people who have suffered um, with this, with substance abuse, with anxiety, um, who are telling their stories. And the, the understanding that, that there are many people, you know, close to a third of attorneys at any one time, 28% are suffering with depression, for example. And so, you know, you're not alone. Um, and knowing that and knowing that it's, it's a health condition that can be treated and can be addressed um, as we move forward. And we know that, that it doesn't mean you're a bad lawyer. It, it, in fact, there are, um, there are aspects of, of all of these issues that, that you can use to, your, to make yourself successful. For example, in my case, um, I'm very sensitive and I'm sensitive to what's going on around me and um, sensitive to how people feel. And that can be very useful. Um, while it in part led to the depression that I suffered from, it also could be used in a positive way so that I, I worked on transactions. Um, it's very helpful in client counseling. And so these are all things that we, once we recognize and, and face into it, we can address it as a profession. Um, it's, it, it's just really important to, to keep that in mind that, that there are ways of being successful even when you have a challenge and everybody has challenges, but we can meet this. 
and, and you're confident that as the profession moves forward, it will uh, take it head on? Absolutely. It's, it's already starting and it's, a, it's wonderful to see. Oh, great. Oh, well, that, that's great to hear. Well, thank you. Uh, and uh, I'd like to thank my guest, Andrea Colby, principal owner of ProSe LLC for sharing her insights. We look forward to you joining us for another edition of PLI's PD Insider. This is Craig Miller of the Practicing Law Institute. Thank you. Thank you.